Welcome to We Call It Soccer, a podcast by two United fans. I'm Caleb. And I'm Notch. Colin is out today. This week, as Halloween looms, Hamid escapes from D.C. Big trouble in Little Chicago as the fire bounce out of the playoffs and Liverpool turns into the village of the damned as they lose yet again. Notch, Halloween is on the way. Um, actually, next week. So wondering, um, what's your favorite Halloween candy? Or like, what was, what was what? your favorite Halloween candy? And was like, what's the worst Halloween candy? Legit, get? my friend, this was the icebreaker that they used on my first day at my new job on Monday. Oh. So, so basically what I said is, guys, you, this, I've never, like, I didn't grow up here with Halloween. So I don't really know a lot about Halloween candy, but you just gave me my best, all the best ones to buy. Yeah. So when I do my fr- this year is actually going to also be the first time that I like let kids like come to the door and trick or treat because now I have a house. I'm actually going to be in town. So so I was like, yeah, so so this is like you guys gave me great ideas. They're like, actually, where do you live? Because so, you're going to have all of our best candies and we're going <laughs> to. Um, I, I, I don't know, man. I just in general, I, I like milk chocolate. Yeah. But I'll say this. I like those little triangular corn or whatever it's called. Yeah. Candy corn? Candy corn, yeah. You like it? Uh. I don't hate, I don't dislike it. Let me put it that way. I'm not going to be like eating like tons of it, but it's like nibble food, you know? Candy corn is good for like the first handful. Yeah. And then after that, you're like, what am I doing to myself? <laughs> this should not be good for my body. And then you just like feel terrible after that. Uh, my favorite. It's the White Castle of Halloween <laughs> candy. <laughs> Only White Castle like 50%. You're going to have a bad time. Candy corn, 100%. So which one gives you diarrhea? Like the Taco Bell? <laughs> <laughs> Other fast food brands that give you diarrhea also exist. Please don't sue us. Talk about what's your favorite Halloween uh, candy? Reese's. Reese's. Reese's peanut butter cups. You like peanut butter? Yeah. Peanut butter and chocolate together is the greatest thing in the entire world. I have mentioned this on the pod, I think, many, many, many months ago. But again, peanut butter is one of those things that not growing up here, I dislike. So you have picked like two topics that because of my upbringing, <laughs> what are you going to discriminate against me, Caleb? Like, what the hell, man? I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to. <laughs> let's move on. Let's move on to the loon monitoring. Yeah. Oh, shoot. Oh, I'm just messing up so bad right now. I'm just going to stop talking. That's 25 <laughs> seconds or so. I, I do have another Halloween related question, actually. What is the most spooky thing that could happen to MLS for the rest of the playoffs? Like the most like... Like, scary scary for like Don Garber <laughs> Columbus Columbus like, winning it all <laughs> <laughs> no Columbus making it to the final with like San Jose or something <laughs> just great TV markets that'd be Columbus winning it all and then like them taking the big picture of Austin and ripping it up in front of like right next to the trophy ceremony <laughs> all right I think I think that's scary enough um, <laughs> now let's move into a segment that we call Loon monitoring. In the loon monitoring segment, we talk about Minnesota United, of course, our loons, who went over to the aforementioned San Jose this past weekend and lost 3-2 on a 93rd minute winner, which was, uh, I think... As many hopes for a win were crushed in Minnesota, even more hearts in San Jose leaped because they were making... I mean, what a, what a way to get to the playoffs, right? Yeah, like, I mean, you can't be too angry about the result. Oh, we wanted, oh, our goal there was to ruin someone's day. And we didn't ruin San Jose's day. We ruined FC Dallas's and Real Salt Lake's day. So, I mean, Which we'll come to in a yeah. second. What they achieved um, on the final day of the regular season. Two goals scored by Minnesota United, of course. Uh, both by defenders. Jerry Tiasson's goal was a beauty. Absolute beauty from the outside of the, bo- outside of the box. Much like Tiasson himself. Yeah, exactly. We actually met 
Jerry last night oh, at the God. Dark Clouds event. He is he as is wonderful as he seems. Super genuine guy, top top class human being, just fantastic. Like sometimes you know you see players on Twitter who are like they're all chatty and stuff, and then they show up with fans and they're like quiet, zipped up, don't say anything. Mm-hmm. Jerry was like nice. He talked about we talked to him about Switzerland, the World Cup, like his family. He is a wonderful human being, man. Yeah. And he's really funny too. Like he's not afraid to tell jokes too when you're talking to strangers. So yeah. Now I'm just afraid that there's going to be some deep dark secret <laughs> that like comes Don't think out. About like, it that much. He he was he's responsible for the JFK assassination, like the declassified files that are coming out like show like a little Jerry Tiasan helping Lee Harvey Oswald. <laughs> I mean, he's 30, so no. <laughs> also, Ted Cruz is dead, so let's move on. <laughs> um, so, again, back in this game, Calvo getting the other goal, of course, from Minnesota United. Redemption for, yeah, redemption. His, for his whiff he, on the first San Jose goal. That's a bad whiff, too. Like, that was one of the whiffs you see in, like, not top 10 sports center. Um yeah, and he redeemed himself with a nice header goal off of a corner, um, but it wasn't enough. I believe it was Arrhenia scored the winning goal off of an assist by Wanda. Your favorite, who also scored a goal. Uh, Did he? Yeah. I think you had the tweet of the week, though, where you said basically <laughs> if if um, Michael Boxel had been a Belgian, Chris Martelowski would not have scored that goal. Oh, yeah, what is the point right over? Right. Damn he's, it, damn it, Manny. Get us some Belgians. Belgians. I don't yeah, know why. On. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but season's over. Um, I guess we, let, let's do reactions. a deep dive next week when yeah. Colin is here. Well, which, by the way, Colin isn't here. If you haven't noticed, <laughs> <laughs> he's uh, actually <laughs> sick this week. Um, not feeling well. So send some uh, get well wishes to his his uh, Twitter handle at the attachment. Yeah, get well soon, Colin. And we'll wait till he's back to do a deep dive for Minnesota United's season that has been, but. Why don't we talk about players this week and who we expect to come back, who we're thinking is probably a goner. You, I mean, there's one pretty obvious one. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, okay, stay with me here. Don't laugh. Vadim Demidov. Who's going to come back for sure? Vengeance, MVP, most improved player, defensive player of the year. He's going to score the game-winning goal in the uh, Cup against Atlanta. It's going to be great. He's going to run to the sideline, like slap Manny, slap Adrian, (laughs) slap all his teammates and like take off the shirt and like take a dump on it. And then like... (laughs) (laughs) A dump on the target. (laughs) And that's why it's there. A bullseye. Son of a bitch. <laughs> um, well, how does well, it feel to have hit the high point of this episode already? And it's all downhill from there. But That's um, usually how it goes. So it I'm is. It is. Um, let, let's talk about Justin Davis and Camden Venegas. Are NASL guys who haven't had a lot of playing time since early in the season. And they had a few starts pretty average to below average. Um, but, but, but what do you think? They, do you think you see them coming back or... Uh, not as long as Heath is coach. I think they're going to an NSL team. Hopefully, USL team. This it's more stable of a league. Are we gonna have an affiliate? You know, will we have somebody? I would hope, I would hope so. If not, I hope so. No, next season, we'd have an affiliate. We'd have either Kevin or Justin go to, and they can get some regular playing time. If they do impress, if there's injuries in the back line, they can come up and play. I mean, you wouldn't be afraid of putting Justin Davis in. No, if and there, if there was depth, Kevin Vanegas, I'm a little bit more unsure of. 
you think he's a, still a little bit of an unknown quantity, but we saw Davis in MLS games. Yeah, well, we saw Vanegas. He was okay. We saw Viva in MLS games too. He played Not as many, I think. I don't no, actually, they, now, now they, you're going to pull up the MLS website. I was like, Kevin Vanegas actually played more minutes than Davis. Nah, you're an idiot. I don't, I'm not sure how much how many Davis they played. Well, Justin Davis is pretty much done after his red card against Colorado and then the right. trade for Birch. Uh, Viva played a few games in the middle of the season. Um, when Birch was injured initially before we signed Botsall. And um, Birch we know is coming back because he, I think he signed, he signed an one-year extension. Exactly. Um, Calvo's coming back. I, I cannot see us giving him no, up before. No, he's definitely... He's done an improve. He's 25 years old. He's already a solid defender in MLS. Yeah, he has some mistakes, but he's shown a nose for the goal and knows when to run up the field and join the attack. He's not going to be with us past the first six or seven months of the season, though, because once Costa Rica goes to the World Cup, he is going to get noticed by somebody in a, in a... Yeah. Let's just put it this way, in a, in a better league, and they're going to sign him because the guy is super talented and he's doing well in the international stage and he's going to be on the biggest international stage next summer. So and, let's get as much out of him as we can. And if he does get sold, that's good for MLS. That's good for Minnesota United, too. That we can have a player of that caliber on our team and sell him for Absolutely. a profit. So um, let's just go through a few other surefires. I think Abu Danladi is one we can be relatively certain he's going to come back. <laughs> yes, Ethan Finlay. For sure. I think Coleman is definitely going to come back. Molino. Molino. Ramirez um, I, I will not name names but I know a couple of people who have thrown doubt on the Ramirez name and I'm not just point, I'm not saying me I actually would love Christian to come back but I know some people who are not as high on Christian do you sympathize I think, no I'm I think Christian's a solid uh, MLS striker he's again he didn't take any penalty touch this year at 14 goals yeah how can Which, you say that is a bad record for his first year in MLS. And, and I mean, especially when you, you know, Matt Doyle put him on the list of um, possible USMNT call-ups. Uh, and when you, when you look at the American goal scorers in this league at the moment, at the end of the regular season, um, I think CJ Sapong, did he get past Christian? I, don't, I think Josie did with his last game against Atlanta. But again, uh, Christian missed, I think, four or five games. Yeah, with his hamstring hamstring injury, mm-hmm. and I mean, a, a, a season where he plays consistently throughout the season, no injuries, he can score, say fifteen Absolutely. to fifteen to eighteen goals. And where the team's also pushing more, you know. Yeah. So anyway, Anior I think uh, is probably not going to be in our active lineup. Next I forgot year. he was on this team. Me too. Honestly, um, Ibsen, I think he'll come back. I hope so. Uh, definitely hope so. Um, Joe, my thing is out of here. Or actually, who? What am I saying? Manny Lagos, Joe is coming back for sure. Well, I think, I think it depends if we did a, an affiliate. Yeah. If we did an affiliate, then Joe was the affiliate. Let me ask this question: Joe or Justin Davis? Joe. I disagree with that one. <laughs> Joe's younger; he has more chance to grow. That's my reasoning. He's not sure. better right now, I don't think. But, I mean, the position we're playing him in, though, is as a defender, which he's not. And I'd rather have on that guy who's natural in that spot. Yeah. But anyway, moving along. Um, Miguel Ibarra, we heard this week from Jeff Ruder, formerly of the show, uh, that he Ibarra is seeing serious interest from LA Galaxy. Shiggy Schmidt had tried to sign him when he was at Seattle mm-hmm. and now is showing serious interest in trying to get Ibar over to LA. He would be, I think, deeper down on LA's depth chart. For sure. With uh, Alessandrini and Emma Boateng and 
wherever the hell Jesse Zardos plays now. <laughs> um, I, I actually think if, if he does leave, I think he's going to move to a California team. That's where he's from. I think watch out for LAFC trying to swoop him up in either the expansion draft or just a, a trade. It, it has been kind of sad for me to see how him fall out with Adrian Heath. I think Miguel has a lot of talent, and if he... And he, he shows it from when he plays from time to time. Right. He, I mean, he just needs some sort of little fire, you know, under his butt. Like, we saw, we saw that issue with the U.S. men's national team, too. But this is, I mean, now twice consecutively, it's happened with Leon too, where he's fallen out with a coach, or the coach mm-hmm. hasn't rated him, and he hasn't been able to play. So I, I hope not, but I think Miguel is going to be a, probably a, one of the... Adrian Heath on his show on, on 1500 ESPN saying that some fan favorites would be gone. I think he was referring to Ibarra. Um, Johan Venegas, I think a lot of people hoping that he will move on. Um, I, th- I think he will. Yeah. Uh, Joe Greenspan? Why not? I, I mean, think he should go. He should. retire because he had three concussions this year that we know of. Yeah, it's not it's not safe. No, no. Um, Sam Cronin, I think, just a maybe. Depends if he's healthy. He's been out since I think August. It's an injury. Yeah, I think I think Colin Martin will stay. He's another young talent. Warner is also not bad. He's serviceable. Warner's is definitely serviceable. I think he yeah. had a, a decent game in San Jose. I think he's yep. good coming off the bench. Exactly. He's you know he's the kind of depth we need. You know, you, uh, you would hope we'd have better midfielders yeah. next year depth than we even had but he's a, he's a grinder that's what he is he grinds out minutes mm-hmm. late in the game and he yeah, yeah that was the ball I think Nicholson will stay Bob's yeah I, I actually like Nicholson some folks not rating Nicholson as well he's, I, he used to mature a little bit he, and well, that was his issue yeah. in Scotland too yeah um, I think some of it will depend on coaching but I'd like to see Nicholson here's a name you haven't heard in a long time Thomas Diviardi it depends how he does with his Visible next year if he can recover from his was it Achilles. Do we have the patience to wait for that? <laughs> we had or? the patience to wait for Bernardo Honora all year, <laughs> and, and apparently he's still on the team right now. So yeah, I don't know. Um, Leighton, I think. I mean, we haven't seen him play at all. So like, I mean, a little bit, but he, he's on loan from a Costa Rican team with an option to buy. I, who, I don't. He's another winger. I don't yeah, know if we I, need another winger. I don't know of that. Well, again, Manny Lagos. Come on, of course. He's going to be back next <laughs> uh, year. Bobby back next come year. Come on. You can't get rid of Bobby Shuttle. I, I would like a stronger backup, though. Yeah. I think between I McLean and Cap, they're both... I mean, I'm I sure there did be serviceable both as a number three, but I, I think we need a stronger number two. We definitely need a stronger number two. Someone who can push Bobby for a starting spot. Exactly. Because Bobby is... I mean, I think he's probably got another year or two that's really good in him, but... Mm-hmm. After that, for sure, I mean, the dude's 30. He's going to start falling off, and we need someone to keep him on his toes. Uh, kind of like we've seen in Vancouver, San Jose, and a few other places in MLS this year. Uh, Jermaine Taylor? I want to see him back. Dude plays much better for Jamaica than he has. And even even you know early on, there were some people bagging on Jermaine Taylor. But when he has played in position, he plays really well. Yeah. He was played out of position early in the season. And he played poorly. I think that left a, a lot of us feeling negatively inclined towards him. But he's really good. So I, I'd like to see him back. And he, he was injured in the game in San Jose. I haven't seen anything, how serious it was. Um, he did mm-hmm. land on his arm, taking Ooh. the fall, so, or his wrist. Damn. So hopefully he can recover from that season. But just keep an eye out for that. See if when his injury is released. Yeah. See if he can come back soon. Um, so now, I mean, the more difficult question, I think we'd love to address this in a little bit more detail with Colin next week is what do we need next year? And we can start thinking about that. Uh, don't say Bastion Schweinsteiger. 
I will hit you. I wasn't going to say Bastion Swine I wasn't going to say Bastion Swine Sider. Okay, I, I swear. You're going to say Mario Goza? <laughs> Marco Royce. Marco Royce. <laughs> you know, we no, need no. a Ronaldo and a Messi and a Neuer. I think no. those three could really change No, those guys are, are terrible. We need Scandinavian talents. <laughs> <laughs> Strong Nordic presence. And, you know, hey, there's a Dadim Vadimov <laughs> who's, who's looking for a team right now. Weird. He, by the way, training with a Norwegian side at the moment to keep his fitness levels up. He's pretty much done. I mean, yeah, point. come on. I mean, He's not going back. I know we joked a little bit, but come on. Everyone knows that. Um, I think. One of the things that we also should mention quickly is that the, the Dark Clouds Charity Awards and Auction yesterday, some player awards were given. Player of the Year, for, but according to the Dark Clouds fan vote, was Bobby Shuttleworth. Newcomer of the Year was Jerry Tieson. Big shouts to a few other award winners. The Tom Donovan Traveler of the Year, named for a uh, prolific Dark Cloud who passed away, who traveled prolifically, that is, Tom Donovan, was Andrew Lofgren, who bit eight away games this whole year. Um... Guy is crazy. Yeah, he did I it mean, for the beer. Dude, like, loves going <laughs> to breweries when he when he goes to away games, and um, that's that's the way to do it. Seriously, yeah, yeah. If you didn't go to an away game, go to a brewery beforehand and, and after, after and again and then after that before your flight, and see if you can bring some on the flight too. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Maybe not that. Um, the the life Buzz Lagos Lifetime Achievement Award given to Brian Corsad, formerly of I Am Soccer News. Pivotal Lower Leagues news website for many years and now, of uh, course, of 55.1. Exactly. And um, Dark Cloud's Jackass of the Year going to Jim Oliver, past president. That is a uh, term of endearance. Absolutely. Not any, no, not any, a bad not a bad thing to be called Jackass by Dark Cloud. And you are currently hearing the gravelly tones of Jack, Dark Cloud's Jackass of the Year 2014. Completely undeserved award that I've been trying to live up to ever since. But, Did you put uh, that on your, on your CV when you applied to places? Right. <laughs> Absolutely. That's why I got this job. I keep the award on my desk. Um, the, the Iron Skill Award for most so somebody who came in and improved something about the Dark Clouds in the organization goes to Ben Cross, Ganya, and Phil Cross, both of whom have come together. Phil is, of course, from True Not Elite, uh, him and Ben working together from the beginning of the season to ensure that there were 800 individual trips made by something like 250 different travelers, uh, Loons fans. It, it's not an easy job. I have helped organize trips. I know the madness that it used to be in NASL and MLS. I can only imagine it's even crazier. So Ben and Phil have done amazing work throughout the season. Very proud of both of them. Absolutely deserve to be recognized. Yeah, and there was a lot of gear. I was auctioned off. What do you what do you what do you leave with? I got uh some of I got a pair of Jerry's cleats that he signed. You slept with them last night in your bed, didn't you? I started a major listening service. <laughs> I got Jerry's sweater. <laughs> <laughs> so he dude was so nice though. He stayed and like signed. He said he would only sign well, he didn't say anything about only, but he said he would sign all the gear that he had donated and if people won it. But then people just brought him random stuff and he signed that too. So Jerry, seriously, the best dude in the Class world. Act. Absolutely. Let's now move into a segment we call the major listing service where we talk about MLS and the week that was, except this time let's not talk about the week that was in as much detail and instead focus on the playoff picture yeah it's uh, some notes from decision day 2017 what decisions were made uh what decisions were made (laughs) just sixth place in the western conference it's really it was like seeding and seeding in the eastern conference and like portland got the top seed in the western conference no one cares about that this is playoffs (laughs) but lightning noise whatever 
is this uh, NASL Merdeden again? Or? We could do that segment. I'm pretty sure that <laughs> segment is going to be relevant to this entire offseason. God damn it. Anyway, let's go back to MLS. You uh, were saying. Uh, Clint Dempsey sent off straight red early on in, his, in their game against Colorado. Um, will miss the first game of the playoffs. Didn't rip up the referee's book this time. <laughs> so he, he's getting better. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Just a you know young spry player learning from his mistakes. Anyway, <laughs> Nemanja Nikolic officially wins the Golden Boot. League but poor bastard does not win his playoff game that occurred no, right yeah. before we recorded. They lost four nothing to New York Red Bull. Um, Who saw that coming? Not a lot of people. I think uh, Red Bull or the sixth place. No, literally, dude. Not a lot of people the saw it. The third team are playing at Bridgeview. Not right. Chicago, but Only 11,600 people in attendance. Literally not a lot of people saw that <laughs> coming. Um, oh, but, uh, in, uh, you know, I'm cracking an attendance joke. Let me just say, it was a midweek game at 7.30 in Chicago. If you're getting off work at like 5.30, 6.30, you probably want to, like, if you're a supporter, okay, you just go to the game in your, you know, work clothes. If you're not like, you know, nuts like we are, you're probably going to be like, yeah, I'll just watch it on TV at home instead of yeah. spending the hour and a half to get to Bridgeview in, in rush hour in Chicago. So Vancouver is currently playing San Jose. And as we speak, uh, I feverishly look at Twitter to see a score update. I see that Tichani celebrated an assist. Come on, y'all. Maybe I should just look at the score. What what else happened this uh, past weekend? Last game, the at, uh, last game at RFK for DC United. So pour out your Red Bull. Um, <laughs> and uh, with that, DC United season ending, uh, Bill Hamid. I had completely forgotten, by the way, that they poured out Red right? Bull and the audio feel like groundbreaking. Right? <laughs> Thank you for reminding me about that. a great callback. Yes, yes, it is. Tweet at me, Tay Olson 716 I'm fantastic. <laughs> yes, you are. Um, Bill Hamid signs uh, with FC Michelin of the Danish Super League. Freddie Adu Top plays a plays a veterans game at uh, RFK, you know, forget about this the Bill ve- Mead character, veterans. let's talk about Freddie Adu. <laughs> is he like 29 <laughs> playing a veterans game already? <laughs> Come on, dude. I mean, he was, he was nice to say and sign autographs. Dude did well uh, yeah. showing up there. And uh, just generally a festive atmosphere, massive attendance for the last game. Uh, I saw a picture of a stadium security guy standing in front of a, um, you know, perforated metal shutter door behind which were like 30, 40 seats that people had tried to steal from the stadium but before I, I cut you off and you're talking about Bill Hamid I'm like the FIFA 18 announcers well we were listening to Adel McAnally talk about Bill Hamid going to FC Midgetland but we had to cut him off because there was a goal being scored but now back to Alan McAnally <laughs> I can't do Alan, Alan McAnally's accent so I'm just going to use my own um, Bill Hamid signs with FC Midgetland a team one of the top teams in the Danish Super League. Um, Famous for playing Manchester United in the Champions League a bunch. Yeah. And I would hope he'd go in as either, if not the immediate starter, then like work his way to starter eventually. Um, good opportunity to him, for him to get some European competition. Uh, make his taste for the 2022 World Cup. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> we had uh, a couple of other games from playoff hopefuls. FC Dallas beating, you remember how we said how LA was coming off a hot win against Minnesota and how they were going to like put up a, a fight and finish strong and, and not so much. No, FC Dallas wins 5-1. Uh, to one. A statement by FC Dallas, unfortunately completely worthless at this point. Yeah, Dudes, just, you should have been it doing It went onto the void and no one heard it. 
Right. <laughs> you remember when they were like still um, working on the FC, uh, the, the soccer hall of fame building, they had closed at one stand and throughout the game, they needed to have like a ball boy over there wearing construction gear. So you had the lonely construction worker. The statement was made and only the lonely construction worker heard it. It's like and nobody uh, else. That uh, meme from uh, Jurassic Park where the guy who plays Newman is like, Look, they won 5 1 to LA. See, see, no one cares. Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely nobody. Jesse Gonzalez is crying somewhere right now. RSL, yeah, again, remember how I said, you know, they're going up against SKC. It's going to be a tough game. They probably got the worst draw of them all. Petke coming through and getting himself a contract extension. Yeah. Deserved contract extension. Didn't get the playoff spot, even though they won 2 1 because San Jose beat Minnesota. Sorry, guys. Um, that's our bad. <laughs> yeah. um, but in better news for us, or me, rather, I should say. Kind of fun news, really. Uh, Atlanta is up 2 nothing on Toronto. Uh, Josie out the door scores a goal, goes to celebrate, gets a beer thrown at him, and misses. But Seba Giovinco's over there. Sees the cup of beer, picks it up, takes a sip, gains its powers. This was the game equalizing free kick. Unbelievable Later goal. Atlanta denied the win <laughs> under an open butthole. <laughs> um, so no, they opened the roof, man. It was, I saw the time lapse. Did you do I, that now? I also made a couple of friends when I was down there, and they were like posting on Twitter and social media, being like, oh, the roof's open. Check it out, guys. Uh, so so they're winless when the roof is open. You know, Interesting. I now, like, my, my Atlanta hate is tempered by the fact that I actually like a few of the people in the Terminus Legion. Well, so. well you said that the, the supporters group was... Very nice yes. and friendly when you were down there. Yes. You didn't like the supporters group and hate their team. That's fine. <sighs> it makes it so hard, though. Conflicted feeling. That's the basis of Drink 90 Drink, right? Right, it is. Yeah. Stop being so, like, temperate, man, with your support. <laughs> anyway, let's now talk about the final standings after the regular season in MLS. We're looking at the... I mean, Chicago, obviously, the big surprise here. Like, we... <laughs> I mean, go back. predicted I, it. I called it. Go back, <laughs> listen, listeners. I called it... I did not also call that they did not doubt in the first round, though. So, but I think I, I did pick them third, but also had like. Uh, I think I think as far I'm sure as I had Red Bulls up there too. I think as far as like the shocks come, you you got the right shock with the fact that they actually did it. I okay. I am honestly a bit surprised to see the crew in the playoffs as well because last year, of course, they finished second from the bottom in the in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, a way to bounce back. Um, Bradbury Halter did a great job with them and a great season from Justin Merrim. Yeah, it's it's really done so much good for Columbus. There's so much happiness and good feelings there now. Um, yeah, a quick save the crew update. Uh, the shit show has continued with shows of support from supporters around the league for the Columbus crew. And uh, Precourt Sports Ventures, PSV, announced today that they would actually honor season ticket refunds finally. So they're they're kind of doing some furious PR kind of work. And I believe Mayor of Columbus and a group of local businessmen is meeting with uh, Mr. Garbs and Anthony Precourt soon. So hoping for beyond hope. And we've seen like folks like Biz Markey and a bunch of NFL players and all these people like come out and tweet and uh, have videos in support of the crew so wait Biz Marquis the guy who wrote the song the best song in the world exactly 
He 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 like I'm pretty sure he sings in this video. I haven't heard it with sound you, yet. You got what I need. Exactly. Yeah. Attention anymore. Otherwise you would get sued. Um quick update from the Vancouver game. Uh they're up Freddie Montero with a lone goal. One nil. One nil. So Western I think the Eastern Conference rest of it was pretty, you know, pretty much what we expected at the end of last season. But looking at the Western Conference, dude, LA Galaxy, Colorado Rapid. Total pandemonium. Even RSL were in the playoffs last year, and now they are, you know Dallas was the supporters shield winners last year. Exactly. So I think what I got right in the Eastern Conference. I got completely wrong with the Western Conference. I mean, essentially, the Western Conference is that scene from Community where Donald Glover walks into the room <laughs> and there's a bunch of fire. Like that's like that's one of my favorite shows of all time. Yeah. Is that series? It's fantastic. And if you haven't watched that episode of Community, just watch that one episode. It's and the Dungeons and Dragons episode. The first paintball eight, episode is first like paintball episode. Absolutely, my favorite episode of all TV the ever. Eight, the eight bit episode. Just just watch all yeah. Community. Just go. Yeah. So, did, did you think Portland Timbers were going to come out on top of the Western Conference? So, like, was that something that you expected? Or, or even midway through the season expected? Midway through the season, that's when we beat them at home. And they were kind of going through uh, trying to figure out what to do with, without Fernando Adi, who had recently got in, injured yeah. after that game. And they kind of struggled. And But then, credit to... Kill, I don't know if it was Taylor Porter who spells his name wrong or more Diego Valeri who kind of brought the, put the team on their back and kind of powered them through. Because Diego Valeri had a career year this year. He did. Not be denied. He has been fantastic. He should win MVP. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think when it comes to giving the credit to Porter versus his players, I think it's a little bit of pot A, a little bit of pot B. Right. And um, yeah. I think there's also something to be said about their unwavering home support and the strength of that. It, it would help you to bounce back from a crap uh, run of games or, or crap feeling, basically. So um, anyway, I, I think that that's most of what we need to talk about in terms of the standings from the, after the regular season this year. Any other quick reflections on the regular season before we call an end to this season? I, um, it's been fun, right? It's been a fun season. Uh, yeah. Probably the two most memorable games of my life. Um, that Atlanta game. Because in my years of supporting teams... Well, we, we'll talk about Minnesota United specific memories next oh, week okay. when Colin's here. But I, I'm just saying like in terms of MLS as yeah. a organization, as a as a league, as as kind of the, the, the whole... Set. I think we saw some exciting players come in like Nikolic, Jamil, Jamil Kwai, Alessandrini, uh, some... Alex Hunter. Alex Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> some, yeah, some great players came in who were younger... European or nationals. I think Jamal is the oldest out of those three. Who's th- he's thirty, and we've seen some very exciting young players come through, like um, the the Philadelphia Union defender whose name I'm not forgetting. Jack Elliott, Jack Elliott, um, Dunlady, um, the Canadian players. I can't <laughs> remember right now. Uh, Al Sapong, Jackson Hamel, Josie having another great season. We, um, we, we, we've seen some good stuff from, from the Americans in the league as well. I think in general, it's just been a fun season to follow. Some it, ups it and downs. And, yeah, and it's been one of those... I, I, I watched a lot more games that weren't just Minnesota versus someone else. I watched right. couple Houston versus FC Dallas Darbies, some LA Galaxy games because they were the ones that were on sometimes. And watching the other teams in the league, when you can sit down and watch not your team play... 
and those names, that's when you can tell that the lead is growing because you're not, you, you care about the lead as a whole. You, oh, this is a, a great game. Chicago's playing uh, Orlando at Orlando. It's going to be mm-hmm. tough for them. So you're watching the game. Uh, and I think that shows how the lead has grown. And these, it's unpredictable, which is great. Any team can win on any yeah. given day. And that's what makes the lead exciting. And they wanted to be predictable. And, and we're saying all this despite Toronto pretty much running away with a, with a historic 69 points scored. Nice. Do it. Okay, there you go. So despite the fact that we had a team kind of settling all of this early, you're still able to say it was a fun league, which is, which is a lot. Yeah. Some, some, some lowlights, though, that we do need to mention very <laughs> quickly. Um, I think foremost among them has to be that um, Orlando City result. Uh, that was where, where the game wasn't overturned despite uh, Dallas playing an ineligible player. Right. Um, you had some VAR foibles um, that... What, what do we think? Last word on VAR for the regular season. It's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to be around. We're going to have to deal with it. It's going to get better. I think I think they need better. they need to work on making it a more seamless experience. I think some of the some of the amount of time it took, like that LA goal, is a, is a great example where they allowed play to continue, stopped it, and then went back. Yeah, right. If yeah, there should be a rule if you don't call it on the field. If, if that, that wasn't called a goal, it should be not a goal. It should be yeah. play continue. But again, they'll, hopefully they'll iron that out in the off season. They have some more rules because they introduced this mid season, mm-hmm. kind of threw a monkey wrench in the whole entire refereeing situation. Uh, Pro have an entire offseason to kind of go through this with their with their referees and mm-hmm. hopefully add more uh, guidelines. Of course, to save the crew situation, not one of the best things that happened. We also um, had, yes, whenever fans throw stuff at players. Yep, um, we've I, had a few incidents. We've talked about Atlanta, but it ha- it's happened all around. I, Less fan so, violence though this year. I haven't uh, had, had as many. I feel like we have. There was we an incident in New York, um, but right? Really. It was less, I think, less than previous years, but still, any violence among fans is mm-hmm. too much violence. True enough, and uh, just, just uh, finally, we we've seen some MLS players start to get in trouble with the law. Uh, you had Kyle Laren, you had the domestic abuse case, uh, Bill Johnson. Um, you had you had a few different incidents this year, which have been somewhat unsavory. So there were a few things that have popped up this year that weren't were kind of lowlights. But I think again, maybe we should have opened with talking about these because really overall, I think it's a bit of positive regular season. Here's hoping for some great playoffs. With that, very quickly capping off some of the statistics leaders: Nemanja Nikolic obviously winning the Golden Boot with 24 goals; Sasha Kleshin winning se- with the assist leader with 17 assists. Yellow cards: David Guz. Man of Portland had 11 yellows but zero reds and it's well done by him the <laughs> highest red card accumulator was Jelly Van Dam, who wasn't even here the whole entire season yeah, like half of it yeah three yeah. three red cards so uh, <laughs> well done sir exactly all right well with that um, by the time you listen to this Atlanta will probably play Columbus go Columbus and Houston will play SKC on Thursday that's going to be a fantastic game yes I think, I think they both are honestly but yeah, I think especially the San Jose, uh, San Jose, Sporting Kansas City, Houston game. Watch both of those games. Now we're gonna take a quick break and come back with the rest of U.S. soccer, EPL, and stuff from around the world. You. 
we're just doing an impression of the Swedish chef singing Rapper's Delight, your happy video. Why? Yes, why did you bring that up on air? <laughs> kids, it was great. Uh, I think at some point when the show is lagging in its ratings, when our listeners I'll, are going, I'll do that. We if we do a live show, I'll do that. You heard it here first, <laughs> listeners. If, if, if we have a live show and y'all show up, you will get to hear Caleb do Rapper's Delight. As the Swedish chef. As chef. the Swedish chef. Uh, a quick spoiler, actually. We are planning a live show. Wait, I didn't know that when I said that. With oh, no. some friends. <laughs> with some other friendly Minnesota podcasts. We are trying to get a live show together. We're not sure this is going to materialize, but we'd like to do it this off-season. Um, we've got some great plans for it. I think it'd be a lot of fun. I'm going to keep planning with, with friendly people that I'm planning with and uh, hopefully make it happen and we can, we can have a live show that all of us can enjoy together. With that, now let's move into a segment our podcast calls The Pyramid Scheme. You know, those triangular objects built by aliens from outer space uh, millennia ago and then co-opted by the Egyptians to bury their dead. Or bury former aliens, who knows? Probably both. And then that uh, shape co-opted by the soccer community to describe league structures. In our pyramid scheme section, we talk about the rest of the U.S. soccer pyramid, stuff we haven't talked about already from the game in this country. First up, NASL. Yeah, uh, well, really one day of note here. Um, two teams fighting for the playoff spots in ASL. Uh, Jacksonville and the Cosmos tied 4-4. Nice. <laughs> yeah, that is... See, when I say nice, game. it's for like good stuff. Not like dirty potty mouth crap that you say nice to. My dad listens to this podcast. I'm going to refrain right now. So <laughs> let's move on to the next game. Uh, we should also mention Puerto Rico got a 2-0 win in Edmonton, which is awesome for them. USL playoffs. There's been some controversy about the Swope Park Rangers, the Sacramento Republic game. The league changing the location of the game. I have to be perfectly honest with you. I saw this today. I read a statement from the Independent Supporters Council. I'm not sure I understand the controversy entirely, and so I don't want to kind of speak out of turn. But um, some some controversy brewing about the way that that game was, uh, was worked by the USL. I haven't heard about this. So, uh, are they uh, angry about where the next game is going to be played, or the Swope Park Rangers when they won their first round game? Because from what I'm looking at right now, Swope Park is the higher seed, so it should be played at their home stadium. I, I, that's how I would think it would happen. Where, yeah. where is the game being played? Uh, that that's the thing. I I I saw something to do with the location. Essentially, the location of this game was changed at the last minute by the league office, which caused a lot of issues for supporters. You know, we don't have a lot of time to buy playoff tickets, so right. I understood that. But I, I have to be honest. I read a statement from supporters. I haven't I haven't had the chance to research this in a great deal of detail. So here we go. The United Soccer League on Tuesday reversed a decision from a day earlier that would have moved the Western Conference final to Sacramento because of quote challenges that arose at. Children's Mercy Victory Field, the Rangers' home pitch. The game instead will be played at Children's Mercy Park, home of the Sporting Kansas City of MLS. Um, I bet you that the league office first moved the game because they didn't want it to be hosted by a two-team and instead wanted it to be hosted by their darlings, the Republic. But that's just me with my tinfoil hat on, and <laughs> there is nothing, no facts that back that up. The Republic, they did the second round, knocked off the number one seed, and uh, regular season winners... Uh, we also like Monarchs. Poor, poor Danny Cruz. San Antonio FC, the, the most angry team in the country right now because <laughs> they won't be able to move up to MLS like uh, like they'd like to, uh, played OKC Energy 
Well, we'll play. We'll play yeah. in in the These Eastern Conference. Uh, and uh, not Ryo OKC. Right, 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 right. They don't exist anymore. Yeah. <laughs> in the Eastern Conference, we have Louisville City, who beat Bethlehem for nothing. It's fantastic. And then uh, against the Rochester Rhinos to beat the Charlotte Independents 2-1 late in extra time. Watch the highlights from that game. It's bonkers. I um, hear that well, when uh, Louisville played uh, Bethlehem, there was a star that passed overhead. Three men came into the stadium who provided advice to their players. And they scored a goal for Louisville. <laughs> <laughs> and there was an immaculate goal as well for the fourth. So. <laughs> uh, the Bethlehem goalie actually has the most saves in this in the playoffs so far with seven. So that just goes out to show you how potent the Louisville attack was. Yes. Um, and um, our former NASL friends, the Tampa Bay made the second round and will play the Rochester yeah, Rhinos. Friends, frenemies, anyway. <laughs> with Colleagues, that, acquaintances. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I actually know a fair number of Rowdy's fans. They're good people. Let's now move into a segment that we call The Sewer. <laughs> In the sewer segment, we talk about our Ninja Turtles, the NTs, our national teams. First up, U-17, USMNTs crash out of the U-17 World Cup in India after losing to England. I lost England on a Ryan Brewster uh, hat trick. Much like Caleb Porter, Ryan spells his name wrong. Yeah, he does. Uh Today, I believe, Ryan Brewster also scored a hat-trick against Brazil to advance into the next round. So He might be good. He might be, he might be good. Also, plays for Liverpool. I was so, about to say. Mm, Something what, you should what? also note is that Dortmund recalled an English player at this World Cup. That's right. <laughs> and has now deprived him of a chance to play in the finals. And I think, actually, he got minutes. J- Jaden Sancho... Um, I think he played this past weekend for Dortmund, but don't quote me on that. I, I think he got some minutes. But anyway, uh, the U.S. women's national team, though, proving again that they deserve the at U.S. soccer handle. And when we say the U.S. national team, it's them we should be referring to. Let's just do that from now on. I think so. I yeah. think so. They beat South Korea in two friendlies, 3-1 in the first game, 6-0 in the second game. Well done. Julie Ertz scoring in both games. And other scores, Rapino, Morgan, it, come on, performance, Kristen Press, good stuff. Um, I also saw uh, Mal Pugh was in the GQ list of the best young athletes um, in the world today. There was another list of the 50 best athletes in the world, which, of course, had like Pelé and Ronaldo and all that. Pelé? Right. Living athletes, oh. like uh, people who are alive. Oh, not like their current ability? Yes. Okay. And of course, uh, you know, literally Messi was also in the young players list. Pulisic got got his spread. But Malpew in there, I was very, very happy to see her featured in that list. Let's now go into a segment we call The Pub, where we take a flight to England and talk about English soccer while enjoying a pint of warm beer. Room temperature beer. Yeah. yeah. It's quite cool. I've had their beer. It's really nice. It tastes good. I mean, the whole air is like wet and cold, so your beer is all right. Yeah, I've never been, but I want to go. So this week, you mean you've never been? Every week we fly to. (laughs) I mean, oh, pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. (laughs) (laughs) So which pub are we going to? We're going to the Cross German. Don't talk to anybody in this one. Just get your beer and get the fuck out. (laughs) (laughs) Cross German. 
<laughs> of course, referring to our friend Jurgen, not that one, the other one, the one who's still managing a the one team that is right still now. our friend. <laughs> uh, I don't know about that. Okay. He lost. He, well, his team managed to lose to Tottenham four-one at Wembley, uh, and Klopp then throwing his players under the bus, especially Lovren, who then like had a social media fit, basically. Chain took LFC off all his like bios, turned off comments, did all this stuff. He does this pretty regularly, apparently, so it's not something, but he did it this week. I watched the stream, the thir- the 36 minutes that Lovren was on the pitch, he was doing his best Demidov impression. It was absolutely abhorrent on the pitch. Dude is taking five like painkillers every before every game. He shouldn't be playing. That's a fair point. Um, maybe we should sign a new player to play in the defense in the offseason. Perhaps the, you should in have instead of Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain. And this this is the thing for me, is that something's not working in Jurgen Klopp. And, and the, the thing I'm going to point you to is go listen to Guardian Football Weekly. Philippe Auclair kind of unloaded on Jurgen Klopp and particularly how the press has been giving Jurgen Klopp kind of this extended honeymoon for his entire managerial career. Like, the dude's talented, no, no, no question. But, like... He is a charismatic, funny guy. He looks good. So we all kind of just like, oh, you're again. And he jokes with the press. And Philippe was saying that him included, they don't ask him the tough questions. So a lot of the time, Jurgen Klopp's mistakes are pushed onto other people, whereas his successes are owned by Jurgen Klopp. And this is, last few games now, we've seen him fail to put together a winning team with Liverpool. I mean... This is abysmal performance by him. Let's be honest. He needs to turn this around. Right. I mean, you're the Liverpool fan. Yeah. I I hope he can turn it around. Um, I was very excited when he signed with the club. And hopefully can sort something out. Maybe play Joe Gomez in the back line with Matip instead of Lovren. He's a young English player coming up through the ranks. Um, that we bought that from Charlton Athletic. Signed a defender in, in January. Again... Nine seasons into the season, so nine season, nine games into the season, so it's just hopefully he can turn around for him. Yeah. We talked about how in MLS Portland went through a tough time and are not, won the West, so yeah, who knows, man? It it could happen still. All right, all right. That, that's why you're a Liverpool fan. <laughs> Speaking of signings this past summer, Everton, who signed uh, a lot of people and who. Uh, a lot of people, including me, I have to admit, listening to kind of their signings, listening to a lot of pundits talk about them, were pretty feeling pretty good about Everton. Finally, fired coach Ronald Koeman after they lost two to five to Arsenal. I mean, how bad is your team when you lose to Arsenal? Pretty as a Liverpool fan, Liverpool fan, pretty bad. I can still say that, right? <laughs> I think I think that's Colin running up my stairs right now. Okay. So anyway, um, yeah, he's gonna kill me when he listens to this. Everton are now in 18th place. Things looking pretty dire. Well, the problem with their signings is they all play the same, almost the same position. Uh, Rooney, Sanderson, Clausen, all play that 10 spot. Why they, they signed Sigurdsson at once? Why they signed Sigurdsson? I will never know. Or why? Why after signing Sigurdsson they were like, oh, "Where's that receipt for Rooney? Can we send him back?" Like, well, well they signed Sigurdsson. They're playing him out of position, which right. is not a good idea. For well, they were. Now who knows what's going to happen now that Coleman's gone? Right. A lot of unsavory stories about Coleman's character. Just he's a douchebag from all accounts. Um, coming yeah, out the way he treated uh, Niasi when he was at Everton, just 
terrible. Like he kicked him down to the U seventeens or U twenty ones. Twenty ones. He didn't get and he he took out all of his stuff from the senior locker room. Did not even give him a U twenty one locker room. There were some other basically snubs, like even medical snubs that they give. Yes, and um, not cool, man. Not cool. Basically, Mesut um, Ozil of Arsenal has reportedly told teammates he's off to Manchester United. Um, okay, um, he has to. I think he has to play better to warrant a call from them. Uh, to be fair, United, you know, not exactly doing terrific right now. We'll get to that in a second. Giroud's Scorpion kick from last year against Crystal Palace, winning the Pushkas Award. And notably, this was the first game in which Ozil, Alexis Sanchez, and Lakash Boom Shakalaka all started together. And okay, guess what? They scored five goals. So maybe they should be doing that more. Speaking uh, of Manchester United not doing well, they lost to Huddersfield Town. Yes, David Wagner United. Huddersfield Town, uh, 2-1. This is, I believe, either their first win against Manchester United. Some, some, I mean, it's something insane, like that. right? It's like first you, win, in, if, if not ever, then in a long time. Moy getting another goal in this game for Huddersfield. Him and David Wagner lighting up the stars. Mourinho after this game saying, I don't even remember a friendly match when our attitude was so poor. The best team won today, and they deserved it. Ouch. Uh, hard to disagree. How is Manchester United struggling right now? I mean, I get it. Pogba and Fellaini aren't there, but come on. They've had two games in a row where they've been quite poor. The game last week against Liverpool where they kind of parked the bus and Lukaku was isolated up top mm-hmm. with no sort of service to him. And then this game is Huddersfield Town where they just look disconnected as a team. Um, just not a good performance. They got one goal back, but they, t- they it was too late. Huddersfield Town tore them apart with mm-hmm. some... Still full passing in the first half, and Aaron Moy is good. I don't yeah. think we expected him to be, have that this sort of impact. The new Jamie Wardy. Yeah. Yeah, right? Only uh-huh. younger. Did he work in it when a factory someone spun the time? He anyway, might have. Uh, if, if Manchester soccer fans. Um, I'm, I'm going to get killed for saying something like that. On yeah, this don't podcast. say it. Yeah, just <laughs> City's doing well. Yeah. <laughs> just say that right now. Doing really well across down. Three, ga- three goals scored against Burnley, who have been causing lots of problems for other top six sides. Not so much for Pep Fraudiol, ex Fraudiola's um, squad. Chelsea getting the win against Watford for two. Conte coming through <laughs> and, uh, and getting, getting his side a win. Uh, Personally, what? he scored all of his four goals. George Michael's wham losing to Brighton Hove Albion 3 0. And everyone was like, Slavin Bilic is a dead man walking. He's done. Uh, but then they went to the Carabao Cup and beat Tottenham 2 3 at Wembley. Coming back from 2 0 down. Yeah. Even. Yeah, fantastic stuff. So Village saving his butt yet again. For now. How he pulls out results when his ass is on the line, I do not know. But this is like constant theme for that man. Leicester getting a win in their first game without Shakespeare. Uh, they played not to praise Shakespeare, but to forget him. Why are you holding a stall in your hands? <laughs> <laughs> here's here's the toga in which you were stabbed. Okay, no. Um, Bristol Bristol City beating Crystal Palace four to one in the Carabao Cup, and then Arsenal, despite a goal by Norwich, beating Norwich two one. Brilliant team goal, and then a brilliant finish by uh, Josh Murphy of Norwich. Um, his twin brother plays Newcastle, Jacob Murphy, two un- up-and-coming winners for uh, England. Watch out, Manny Lagos. That's the new uh, FIFA journey <laughs> mode, the two twins. That's that's what they should do next year. See, Colin, we praised Arsenal. Let's move on now to a segment we call They Don't Call It Soccer. In brackets, some do, though, where we talk about soccer from the rest of the world that we haven't talked about. 
yet. First up, Serie A. Serie A is probably the best, or at least most exciting league that you're not watching at the moment. It I is, think in general the most exciting league at the moment that we're we're the most competitive. I think in many ways. Absolutely. Uh, the top. Let's see. Top five teams are within seven points. That's with the fifth team, Roma. With a game in hand, so then definitely jump up there again. And the best part when your friends are like, "Oh, Juventus is up top," you can be like, "No, fuck no." <laughs> Napoli, is. and then they're like, "Oh, AC Milan is doing well, right?" You can be like, "No, no, they're not." It's it goes Napoli, Inter Milan, then Juventus. So right. you, they're not even second. Uh, and then if you look at the middle of the table, uh, seventh place to twelfth uh, place are all within four points of each other. Yeah, and. And then there's one team at the bottom, Benevento, who has zero points. you got to assume that Vincenzo Montella is going to go at uh, Milan. Because, I mean, you don't get to spend that much money and then end up this far down the table. Like, that. that's... I mean, yeah, sure, he got the, the 4-1 win against Kievo, but come on. Yeah, he has to put in a few more results consecutively to... Save his ass. Maybe Slavon Bilic when he just fired from West Ham will go to Milan. In some very unsavory news that we unfortunately have to report, Lazio fans have posted stickers of Anne Frank in a Roma jersey um, at their shared stadium with Roma. Uh, other anti-Semitic stickers were also found. The club is doing some like outreach efforts, including putting Anne Frank on their kits, Lazio is. But this is nothing new for Lazio. They have held up a banner that you showed me in 1998 mm-hmm. where they made a reference to Auschwitz. They have, you had Paolo Di Canio, who after finishing up in the Premier League, went back to Lazio, giving the players the fascist salute. Um, Lazio are notorious for being an anti-Semitic nationalist club. And racist. Yes, very much so. And so, I guess I'm not holding my breath. And this is the thing with me and Serie A. Like, I think, like, whenever I think, like, Serie A is exciting, I should really watch more. There's always that little thing in the back of my mind that's like, yeah, yeah, this is a league where they still throw bananas at black players. And even with with this Lazio, their own black players. Right. It's it's disgusting. And hopefully these efforts to reach out to their fans will actually work. I don't have very high hopes for it, though. Yeah. Unfortunately. Well, um, in other news, Gianluigi Buffon has made it official. I mean, he'd announced it already pretty much, but he's made it official that he will retire after the World Cup or if Italy do not make the World Cup in the playoffs at the end of the season. League uh, now, Marseille tied PSG 2-2. The, the really... F- uh, the story of PSG getting this this tie instead of a loss is kind of interesting, though. Yeah, um, Neymar is uh, was sent off in the in the match. Um, he answered having things thrown at him during the corner. Well, he was he was getting kind of hacked around by the Marseille players. He had things thrown at him, and he he essentially then lashed out at a Marseille player. Yeah, and so uh, the referee sent so Campos, and then got sent off. I think it was sent in yellow. Um, and then late in the game, down to one. Who else but Edison Cavani stores a brilliant free kick to win it, which is kind of ironic because if Neymar wasn't sent off, he'd be taking that free kick, and who knows if he would have stored that or not. 
Right. So, um, comical events. And today, the report coming out that Neymar's teammates are reportedly unhappy with the treatment Neymar gets. Which uh, here are a few things that they, they've they've reported in this newspaper article. He Neymar has apparently two personal physiotherapists that are dedicated only to him. In training, players are not allowed to put strong tackles in on him. He's also exempt from defensive duties during matches. He's the only player that has his own branded bag and the sponsor that he chooses, while the rest of the players must have bags with the PSG logo. There will also be further privileges for next season, said Le Parisien, and he will have the right to take all the penalties instead of sharing them like he does at the moment with Cavani. So, Manny Lagos called Cav- PSG. Yeah, Cavani to <laughs> Minnesota United. <laughs> I think it's pretty obvious he dies. Or like the entire PSG team minus Neymar to Minnesota yeah, United. Yeah, yeah, this, this, this makes perfect sense. Um, you would have your own sponsor in your back. You don't care. Just do that and pretend. Let's all pretend. <laughs> Let's all pretend. Talking about the DFB Poca real quick. First of all, I should mention Bayern got the win again. So Jupp Heynckes is turning things around in the Bundesliga. And then uh, Leipzig tying Bayern 1-1 in their cup game. Bayern wins 4-5 on penalties. The notable thing here, though, is that Nabi Keita scores a goal and they get sent off again. Third red card in seven matches. It's, it's not a record you want to have. No. Especially as a future Liverpool player. Nope. It gives me some reservations about the signing. Very quickly about the U-17 World Cup final. We had told you about the quarterfinal matchups last week. Well, we've now got to the finals. Germany beat Bra- or Brazil beat Germany 2-1 in the quarters. USA obviously losing to England. Uh, Mali beating Ghana. Spain beating Iran. I'm kind of a little sad about that. I would have liked to see Iran go far. Then Brazil getting beaten by England on that Brewster hat trick, as you mentioned before. Spain beating Mali, ending up with a England-Spain final. Exciting stuff. Yeah, and uh, Brazil, Mali, third place game, which will also be going on. Yeah, I'm, I'm really happy actually for Mali. Yeah, it's a... It's not a nation that you see in major tournaments yeah, exactly. very often yeah. other than the AFCON perhaps. And so I'm sure there are people like Indians are really happy with how far their team has made it. Third place, possible third place is amazing. Yeah, absolutely. All right, with that, we it's time to call an end to the show. Where can the good people find you on Twitter, Caleb? I'm at Olson 716 I also write for 55.1. Special thanks to uh, Titanics for letting us use our song Lustless as our theme song. Uh, they have a show at the Titty Tat Club on November 12th. That's a Sunday at 9.30. I will mention the Kitty Cab Club has a working old school photo booth, which you should uh, go to the show and, and make use of it. It's a great, by the way, great place for first date because of that. And go see some great music. Yeah, you can and go to a cool, like, quirky bar, take some nice photos if you, if you know your relationship works. You got some <laughs> nice photos from your first date. And if... Uh and you would have watched a great band there, too. And when Titanic's made some big, you'd be like, I saw them at the Titty Tat Club. We, <laughs> no, no, we saw them uh, hold your partner. And, you know. Anyway, yeah. um, you can find me and all of my takes on dating advice at <laughs> Two United Fans. Uh, if you want to talk to me about stuff that does not relate to soccer at all, find me at Lockstock Spock. You can find this podcast, find podcast providers everywhere, and 55.1. If you want to talk to Colin about Arsenal, find him at The Attachment on Twitter. Of course, as always, we really want you to tell your friends about this pod. Imagine we're going to have that live show. Don't you want a big audience? So, so tell some folks about this pod. 
I would love a big audience. I'd be so demoralized if we walked out and there were like five people there. Three of them were at the bar like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> There's like more people on stage than listening to the live show. <laughs> oh no, we've definitely overestimated everything. And, and then, then we get done and the Dave's I know is setting up and like oh, the whole audience like fills up. It's like, oh, okay, the, the opening act is done now. <laughs> oh no. Um, uh, uh, anyway, well, we will see you next week. We're probably going to release an episode on Monday next week because I I'm, of course, going to be trick-or-treating on Tuesday. It would be kind of inconvenient to be recording while uh, handing out candy. All right. See you, everybody. Get well soon, Colin. Thank you.